You're listening to The Real King with Joe and Heidi King. Sometimes you just have a crappy day. Sometimes you feel off or just meh. We all have those days, but if you're not careful, those moments can turn into quicksand that takes you down where you find yourself fighting to get free. Today, we are talking about having a bad day and the steps that you can take to get yourself back on track. Let's get into it. Uh, some technical difficulties trying to upload the podcast today, mm-hmm. and that it, makes for a bad day. It can. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. If there's anybody that works on computers, they know that when there is a technical issue, that it can send you through the roof. Yeah. That's where I am. There's just a Christina-shaped hole in the ceiling. <laughs> So, I've been fighting with the software all day. How do you battle bad days? I don't. I just lean into it. (laughs) (laughs) So, as Christians, we all have days where you just feel off or you're having just kind of a meh day Mm -hmm. or you're having a bad, an out and out bad day. Yeah. A no good, very bad day. Yeah. Um, On those days... I usually like to try to limit the communication of people. How do you react typically <laughs> between the two of you? When we're I, having off I've, days? I'm fuseless. Like I don't have a fuse. You but know I, that, I blow up quick and I burn out quick. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. that big black bird on Angry Birds? Yeah. Is his name Bomb? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's Bomb. I, I blow up quick and I get over it quick. Mm-hmm. Do you, are you are you more of a I want to be around people, but I want to let them know I'm unhappy. I I am. I'm a, not. No. I I retreat. No, I I don't. I don't usually like. It's only people in my inner circle that get to experience my my unhappiness, but even that doesn't last very long. Okay. Mm-hmm. What about you, Heidi? I go inward. So yeah. I, I remove myself from people. Mm-hmm. She gets quiet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get quiet. Yeah. Well, I always like the whole, if you don't have something nice to say, don't say anything at all. Like that whole thing that you learn in kindergarten has like really. <laughs> you have to be careful though, because that we're supposed to be um, creatures of truth. And the truth is, is that Jesus died for all our sins and anything that puts distance between us and God is sin. So when we go inward and we rely on our tool bag and what we have to bring to the table to fix things, and we don't take it before the Lord, a lot of times we end up in contempt with people. We end up in offense with people. So that can be a, a double-edged sword. Um, you know, Jesus said... I think you can end up in contempt and offense if yeah, you anyway. blow too. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and then that way you offend others and a, a brother offended is right? easily one. That's what I'm kind of thinking. Like if I know that I'm in like a snippy mood, I don't really want to go around other people because when you're in a snippy mood, you're going to lash out at people. Meanwhile, I'm over here feeling some sort of way and I'm like, I'm ready to make some phone calls. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And in my brain, I'm like, I don't really want to be in a place where I have to sit and ask for forgiveness at the end of this day for all of the negative 
conversations that went south today based on my attitude. Mm-hmm. If if I don't get if I don't get before God quickly, yeah, um, then it seems like I I I get angry with myself, and then I get in unforgiveness with myself, mm-hmm. and that becomes like a really uh, a bad untangling. You know what I mean? Like you grab the thread and they walk away. And you just keep unraveling until there's nothing left. So I have to, I, I have to like communicate it loudly, get it over with, and then hope that everybody else is okay with like being over it too. <laughs> you know, because a lot, a lot of times people, you know, you, you get over it quick and then other people are like, they have to work through it. Yeah, it is different. It's funny the difference in in personalities, right? Mm-hmm. So he is a, we need, to, like, we will not lay in bed if we are angry. Like the verse where it says, don't let the sun go down on your anger. Like mm-hmm. he is he is a personality that we will talk it out. We will get it out. Everything needs to be resolved right now before we can shut our eyes. And I'm more of a I'm just going to step away from this situation for a minute, collect my thoughts, and then I'll return. Mm -hmm. And so being in a relationship with those two different personalities is often comical because you have to learn how to balance that, right? Mm -hmm. There needs to be a middle ground. So I had to, like, there's been times where I've had to just, like, talk about stuff when I didn't want to, and it worked out fine. And then there's been times probably, too, where... I had told I told Joe like take a walk like you need to take a walk. I'm a big truth teller too, so then I'm in public or I have to go around people. They notice really quick when I'm not myself. Mm-hmm. And then if somebody says, yes. "Well, what's wrong with you, Joe?" Yes. yes. So when you have a um, uh, a personality like Joe's, where he is, he's kind of the life of the party. He's always you know talking and visiting and. And making jokes and having fun. Um, when those people. He sticks around. Yeah. And when those people have off days, it that sticks jarring. out like a sore thumb. That's a, that's a hard one, too, because some days, if you're just tired, people assume that like Something's wrong. something catastrophic happened yeah. in your life. Who, who died? Yeah. Nobody died. Yeah. Nobody died. I just, I, I'm tired. Yeah. I was actually just having this conversation with a coworker the other day mm-hmm. because she has a personality like Joe. And she said it actually, she said it's great, but it's stressful having a very outgoing personality because she said it's almost a pressure to perform. Yeah. Do you feel that? Sometimes. It's, it's hardest when you're around people that, um, like I've had friends in the past where if you're like, oh man, it's going to be a nice day today. No, I, I seen there's like a 20% chance of rain. You don't know. The weather could turn in an instant. You know, like when I get around people that tend to just delve negative, like. Do you know once I said happy Friday to Carlos and he said it's almost Monday. (laughs) (laughs) That is a glass half empty comment right there. (laughs) I I worked at a place one time and um, it was it was when I was like 21 and somebody said happy birthday. Somebody said, how old are you? And as soon as I said how old I was. This lady like whipped around and she goes, oof, you're over halfway to 40. It's like, that's not what I want to hear at 21. Like yeah. just crested the hill yeah. to 40. Yikes. Yeah. I, I love, I love to share 
good news. I love to share the good news. <laughs> I like to share good news. If you give me I good news, it. good luck. I love it. I love to share good news. Love it. <laughs> so like I'm a, I'm huge for like testimonies at church or wherever. Yeah. Doesn't matter what parking lot I'm in. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been times at church on Sunday. Doesn't matter what parking yeah. lot I'm in. Parking no. lot ministry right here. <laughs> A friend of mine, she's she's got a ministry in um, in Asia, and she's from Germany. Uh, shout out to Eva Maria. Oh, Anybody I was out like, there knows Eva Maria? No, um, no. So she's she's been a, a missionary to Burma for years. But when I first met her, and I was like newly delivered, super excited about what God was doing, it was like every time church would let out i'd take like an hour of her life just sharing with her in the parking lot and she she deemed me the parking lot evangelist and she was like it's funny she knew like if, if you're they, just out there putting flyers under people's windshield yeah. wipers <laughs> if they had to get to lunch yeah it was like uh park in a different place on sunday than than he knows we mm-hmm. normally park but I've also noticed when I, there's there's Sundays where there's pastors come up to me and he's like, you were quiet today. Yeah. Like you didn't give a testimony. And I'm like. Like what's the matter with you? <laughs> yeah. Because like I've got tons of testimonies to give. God's doing something every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's how you overcome. And like sometimes I, I think. I don't think we should push people into testifying because then it takes away from them having the right heart in doing so. But I've sat in church service, had something told to me by somebody earlier in the week about something God did that was absolutely miraculous. And then they sit there through an opportunity to share with the body of Christ. Like they're given a microphone, like anybody got something to share? And then they'll sit through it, and sometimes I'll just sit there, like, "Man, how are you sitting on that?" Like, if I if I had the ability, but if I'm quiet and I'm waiting for somebody else to share, a lot of times people take that as like something's wrong in my life. Like, why aren't you talking? Mm-hmm. That gets a little stressful. Yeah, and for it's the same thing it's for like people like me well. that we almost depend on the outgoing personalities in the group. Because if we would ever be in a room where Joe wasn't being Joe, it affects the entire room. Like, it affects me, where I'm like, make conversation here, because the conversation is dying down. Like, mm-hmm. th- like these types of personalities actually start to weigh and, like, depend on their personalities. It's very interesting. It's weird, because I ride in a truck all day. By yourself. By myself. Yeah. And if you talk to Max or anybody that goes with me... I don't turn the radio on or anything. He's not a radio listener. I, I listen to my equipment. I pray. Yeah, I got, talk to God. I think about things. So no, weird. it's not even that. I, I literally, <laughs> I pray and I have internal dialogue all the time. I try to communicate with God. So riding in a truck alone all the time, I'm pretty quiet, you know, outside of job to job. Sometimes when I walk into a job, I have opportunity to share or talk or whatever. But there's a lot of quiet time in my life. I think we should be excited to see people, though, you know, and we should have something to share. 
Like there's, there's not a moment in the day that wasn't given to us by God. And then everything that Jesus did on the cross completely nullifies any attack that's going to come at us or any entitlements we have to be upset or offended. So now it's a, from the point of salvation on, it's a, it's a constant work and a discipline to try and get to a place where we walk in that righteousness, where we're not upset. You know, there's not really anything in this world that lasts long enough to upset us. The only thing that lasts is our salvation. It goes, it carries into eternity. Mm -hmm. So, you know, even when, when the, the disciples came back to Jesus and they're like, Oh, we have power over demons and this and that. He said, don't like get too excited about that. Be excited about the fact that your, your name is written in the Lamb's book of life, that you have salvation, you Mm -hmm. know? So we, we don't really have the right to be upset. And Jesus he talked about if you did get angry to But he got upset. Right, but it was it was quick. It it flared up and it went right out and it was yeah. it was righteous anger. And I understand that part, but I it think was justified. I was what I was trying to kind of hit on is if you do have just a day where you're off or like a weird funk day, it's all right. Like like it's not the end of the world because the last thing you want to hear is that you shouldn't have it. Because you, you, well, that's what we're working for. Yeah, like if I ever have an off day, I worship music doesn't leave my ears that day. Like I have worship yeah. music playing twenty four seven in the background because I'm trying to change the atmosphere of what currently is bogging me down. Mm-hmm. When or I have the Bible playing constantly, or I'm reading the Bible myself, or I'm playing a pastor, like. If you're having an off bad day, you need to be trying to fill it with as much light as you can possibly get it to push out that darkness. And if you have an off day, it's okay because you're like <laughs> your walk with God isn't going to just fall apart over having one off day. Mm-hmm. Now, if you have an off week, whole week of it or off two weeks of it where you just can't, then something's going on. Well, that's the difference between the attack of the enemy and, and like, you have something else going on too. Um, anything that's an attack is is it doesn't last very long. A storm does not last for months. Mm-hmm. You know, if he's the calm in the storm, it doesn't last for months. If if you got months of bad days, there's a a root there. It's it's something. When I have issue, when I get into repentance, I always trace it back to me and my selfishness, because there's a big I. I can't believe this happened to me. I can't believe I'm having this come at me. I can't believe, you know, and it comes down to my selfishness. We will have bad days. The The Bible says resist the devil and he'll flee from you because he's gonna, you're going to encounter him if you're doing something right or that you're called to. Um. But we shouldn't try to allow the availability for lots of bad days in our life. We have, mm-hmm. We've just the hope of glory. We've got so much to look forward to. Absolutely. And joy comes in. The morning. The morning. So, so in full transparency, I was having, I'm in all up in my feelings today. <laughs> Had a bad day. Mm-hmm. These two yahoos walk in. During dinner, Joe's preaching me a sermon on, Taking the higher road. Taking the high road. No. 
<laughs> more or less. And what did I say to you? I said, I don't want to take the high road. Yeah. Give me the low. Let me have this one. Give me the low, low road. Let me. And you said, what else did you say? My biggest opportunities. You were like, hold on. You were literally trying to encourage me. And I was like, thanks, but no thanks. I think it'd be very um, helpful to people to give, like, if you're having a bad day, a meh day, mm-hmm. in order to not turn it into a bad week or a bad month. Yeah. What you, do you do? So Heidi said she listens to worship music. Yeah. Word. Get into the word. Oh, I thought you were like, yes, word. <laughs> word. <laughs> I have community. Like, there's very specific people. I agree with that one. In my community that I can... Um, so when am I, I have... One, am when, I one of them? You are one of them. When mm-hmm. I'm having a bad, when I'm having a bad start off to a morning, mm-hmm. um, there's one particular buddy of mine, Brandon, that I can literally shout um, out Brandon. I'll start praying for him, and then God will give me a word for him. Ooh, that's good. And then that all of a sudden I'll minister him, and then he'll minister to me, and it shifts my morning. So if he's having a bad day, he, he prays, prays for, for people. Yeah. Ugh. Like get out of here, Joe King. <laughs> yeah. Golly. And that guy, if you talk to him, he could probably read you a book of text messages that usually hit him in the morning when he's and probably I'm trying here. to work or do something. <laughs> like, Heidi, listen, rationalize my bad behavior for me. She doesn't. But... Shout out Brandon Hoff, by the yeah, way. He's he's, he's 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 like one of those people that God's put in my life that um, Joe's got heart eyes right now. <laughs> He's got, he's got, he's got this, he's got this light about him and yeah. a smile that is Jesus. Like Aww. it's, it's there. And, um, when, when you think about kindred spirits or people of likeness and faith and in Christ, mm-hmm. there's just certain people that God puts in your path where, mm-hmm. where they're really easy to communicate with and they never have anything but good intentions for you. Mm -hmm. So that's part of it too. If we had more people in our inner circle that we had that with, like there's, there's people also that are in my circle that have wonderful lives, wonderful ministries that they, God put them in front of me. They had what I wanted to be and inspired to be Mm -hmm. already going on in my life. God, send me somebody like that in my life. Yeah. He's like, I already did. But you're not approaching them. They've done what they had to do to get where they're at. So you They've had to let your guard down. I had to. I had to pursue. 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 I had to pursue. <laughs> I had to pursue relationship, which means I had to put down my pride. What's funny is we can have pride about. We can have pride in a situation where we're like, God, I want that, and He brings it in front of you in an example. Right. And then we're like too prideful to yeah. let them know we're not there yet. Oh, you're describing women, right? In <laughs> that, general, pretty much everybody. Like, God, God, send me friends. God, I'd like to learn how to do this thing. I'd like to be a better homemaker. I'd like to be able to decorate my house better. I want to dress better. I want to be able to do my hair and makeup better, right? Yeah. God puts people like that in your path. And women are like, really? <laughs> Here comes Miss Perfect. I want to see what it's like behind closed doors. Right. And it's like, that's totally what women are like. And in the meantime, God's like, hello, dummy. Yeah. 
gave I you put a, you here and you're supposed to I give you a resource. Yeah. 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 And you're supposed to be vulnerable to those people. Mm-hmm. And that's so hard for us to do. Well, now I'm at a place in life where And if someone's being vulnerable with you, you you that is important. That's, Absolutely. And it's a big responsibility that you have to treat with, you know, kid gloves, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Because the last thing you want to do is destroy someone's not destroy maybe that's a strong word but break like their spirit break their spirit or or damage someone when they've let their guard down yeah you yeah know? Mm-hmm. yeah that that has a high cost and then you as a person with a gift or a call anybody that comes in to be mentored or discipled by you mm-hmm. you know th- their blood's kind of on your hands yeah you know, because now you, if you, if you've accepted or engaged in any kind of uh, relationship with them, you can't just turn your back on that unless mm-hmm. unless God closes gives you the, the yeah. If He closes mm-hmm. the door, so it, there's there's such a weird. So it's have, it's a hard question to answer. So you reach out to people. Do you have friends that for certain things? I do. Like if I am like if it's a work thing, I have like a specific mm. set of people. Well, even brain like even if it's come even if I need like do you have a phone or friend? Okay, so like <laughs> don't take this the wrong way. But if I need correction, like mm-hmm. if I know I need solid advice because I need to make some major changes right now, and I yeah. need very specific things I want to do, like he would be my go-to. Mm-hmm. If I need, uh, he, he hurts my feelings sometimes. Right? He, yeah. hurt, but it's okay in because like a, good way. a lot oh of times, <laughs> no, it's okay though no, because like a lot a of the way. times you need moments of that correction. To I be have like, terrible delivery. I need to fix. <laughs> I need to fix what I'm doing so I can make things better right now. If I'm in a mood to just brainstorm, dream, yeah, you're actually my go-to. Mm-hmm. I need somebody like, so yeah, I totally have different people that I can go to and just based on their personality, like mm-hmm. I know that this person, no matter what crazy idea I say right now, if I say, let's go start a llama farm in the middle of Alaska. Absolutely. Let me research that. Like, I know that Christina will be like, yeah, <laughs> let's do it. I can't believe it's, I, you've waited this long to bring it forward <laughs> to me. You know, yeah. versus if I would go say like, let's start a llama farm, Joe will be like, well, how many llamas do you need like how much what do they need to eat what do Mm -hmm. they where like he takes it so specific because that's what god put in him right that like that little idea just like the balloon just gets boop Mm -hmm. that's scripture by the way you have to you have to count the cost of every project because jesus said you don't want to end up shorthanded with materials halfway through the job Mm -hmm. because then you have to explain that to everybody i feel like joe is very real which again is why this is just the perfect name but he always brings it back down to reality most most comedians um are funny because there's a lot of truth in everything they say yeah i was just talking shout out katie (laughs) schulze i was just talking to her at the gym about you and i was like i pointed to myself in the most humble way i was like she's got she was talking about being friends and I was like she's got the most dry sense of humor and she goes that's cool I like that but I was like yeah but it's all the time <laughs> so like if you're sitting next to her at a funeral that she's playing piano at <laughs> listen you know Heidi and I once worked to get together Heidi still has the job 
well, she still works at the company. She doesn't have that job anymore. But do you remember I had a boss? <laughs> he literally took me in a conference room and he did like steeple hands <laughs> and was talking to me real serious like. And he was like, like yeah, like, yeah. By his chin. <laughs> and he did like. And the he, like two, he pondered a thought for a minute. The two fingers across his lips like while he, yes, while he's thinking. <laughs> and he said to me, I can appreciate a joke just like the rest of you. But I'm going to need you to laugh when you make one. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, green light me, please. <laughs> He's like, I'm not sure that anyone, not me, but, you know, other people always get that it's a joke. Hmm. <laughs> so like funny. looks around the room. Yeah, it's just in hesitation yeah. before smiling. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's funny, but was it yeah. meant to you be know, funny? You know, I wonder if it's that personality that has caused me to inadvertently laugh after you say every single sentence. You know, there's been a couple of people in my life that have done that. Yeah. Yeah. Like she would say just a normal sentence and I'd be like <laughs> all the time. All the time. All the time. She's my In number fact, one. Christina, if she has a bad day, she usually calls me mm-hmm. because no matter what she says, I'm like laughing. Yeah. She builds me you, up. You you are kind of like groomed for that though. Like I was groomed for that? Yeah, hey. it was like blonde, like hey, easy. Light-hearted. Easy. Lots of blondes are listening to this. No, but you were you you're way more intelligent than you ever let on. Heidi's making the cutthroat sign. And then when <laughs> when I really got to know you, I was like, oh crap, I got like a smart person here. Ooh. Oh like my. I have to watch it. What would you call me for? Oh man. Uh everything. Aw. No, literally. Like cause you you have a tendency get a room. No, you have a tendency to... Um, Cut it out. <laughs> well, and I know you'll pray. Like, yeah. I know you'll pray yeah, because you're true. connected to me in an intimate way, in a financial way, in a spiritual way. I literally know that your best interest and my bet- best interest are, they're very connected. Do you know what's funny? In contrast, you guys talk all day. Yeah. All day long you talk. If you're not texting, you're calling. Oh, each like other. to each other. To each other. Absolutely. To one we another. Do. Mm-hmm. Carlos and I go all day and we don't talk to each other. Wow. Mm-hmm. But we talk when we get home. Yeah. Or when he gets home because I work from home. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Well, I mean, not really weird, but just different. But we don't have a lot of like empty back and forth yeah. either. Like it's more like when we're talking. When Carlos is talking, it's because he has something to say. <laughs> Otherwise, he doesn't talk. Yeah. He's not a space filler. Right. You get people that are. Yeah. And like you were saying, it feels like it's like performative for them. Mm-hmm. And so if it's quiet, they feel like they need to fill the silence. Yeah. And I'm not normally like that. Mm-hmm. Unless I'm on a work call. Then I turn into Joe. I at home I'm not that way. I'm okay with being in the quiet. Now, I've had moments where I've rented a car for a work trip and I've had like <laughs> random passengers that I work with in my car with me and all of a sudden I feel like I'm the hostess. <laughs> and I'm like, "So you guys want to play a, a game?" Like <laughs> and like I divulge way too much. Yeah. For no good reason. Yeah. No one asks. Yeah. 
yeah. but I feel like I have to like do yeah. something. I'm like radio, radio on, off, country, yeah. pop. What do you want to listen to? Yeah. Or is it too hot, too cold? And it's constant. That's hilarious. Yeah, for some reason I'm like that at work where I just like gush information that doesn't need to be gushed. Mm-hmm. We Joe won movie tickets one time. Not movie theater. No, it was the actual theater. Yeah, it was uh, with Beowulf people. was p- playing. Beowulf or whatever. Beowulf. <laughs> we never went. Beowulf. Yeah. <laughs> and we can't say every time I say it now. I feel like I'm saying it wrong. Beowulf. Is, yeah, that's what I said. We don't know if we're saying it right. Yeah, but um, he won. We didn't go see it. We didn't. He won them, and and we were. We got to the theater, and we're standing in this long line. Yeah. And. I decided to like Google what it's about and it looked kind of dark. And I was like, mm, I don't know if I want to go see was this. Was it a concert or a play? No, a, play. a play. Oh, at the yeah. state theater. I called into the radio station. Never listened to Were the, I 10? never listened to the radio and I was working and I turned on the radio in the vehicle mm-hmm. and they're like, yeah, call her, blah, blah, blah. So I called the number, which I only knew because dad used to make us listen to a radio program. On Saturdays, ads by yeah, air. Yeah, they're selling out. stuff. It no longer exists, by it the no way. No longer exists. <gasps> I know. Anyway, so I called just like randomly, and bang, I was the caller. Yeah, and you, you were won. the only caller. You're caller <laughs> no, number ten. I was the only you number were the ten only caller. <laughs> <laughs> so he wins these tickets. We decide not to go in the in, at the actual we went location. Ate dinner. No, we didn't. No. Yeah. Never mind. So we're in this line and I Google it and I was like, man, I don't think I don't think I'm going to like this. And he's like, that's cool because like these are free. I'm just going to give these tickets to the person in line behind us. Got to a corner and that couple was standing there and I turned around. I was like, hey, do you guys want to go to a play? And they're like, we're going to a play. And I was like, Beowulf. And they're like, yep. And I was like, we have two free tickets. We're not going to go. Yeah. So then I hand them the tickets. I'm like, be blessed by God. And all of a sudden, we had to walk back. Like a block with it, them. It was a long ways. To, and you had already to, said goodbye. And we already said goodbye. Yeah. And so, so Joe, filler, got to fill it. He's like, yeah, you know, I'm thinking about taking my wife to like Olive Garden. Like maybe we'll go get some pasta. She really likes chicken Alfredo. Like we're having this full conversation. So these people, it's like, you know how when you get something free, like it's kind of awkward. Like, do I yeah. give you something? Do I high five you yeah. afterwards? Well, Should thanks, we buddy. Yeah. What a nice guy. Mm-hmm. So not only are they probably going through that internally, but then they got to walk for like a block and a half back. We like passed the theater and found these people <laughs> and then had to walk all the way back. So I just, I don't know. I don't even, I don't you had an out of body saying. experience, yeah. yeah, yeah. I have yeah. that all the time. And they were quiet people too, so yeah. I they just were like, I couldn't. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's neat. Oh, sounds nice. Cool. Well, you guys have a good night. <laughs> Stop saying have a good night before we get to the theater because we still got like a yeah. half a block. Stop prematurely goodbying me. <laughs> don't. Uh, those are the most uncomfortable. You don't want to run into Joe in like aisle one either. Oh, Joe's done that so many times in grocery stores. And then you're like, okay, it was so great yeah, to see you. Yeah, he doesn't you. even know you what to do. Be blessed. He's like, you know, I'm just going to keep running into you. It's going to keep happening. You know, since the last time I saw you in aisle five, now that we're by the milk, I did think Ooh. of something else I was going to tell you. Oh, you guys <laughs> yes. like you guys yes. like peanut butter butter too? And they're like, uh, <laughs> yeah. we're actually in this aisle for the the jam. I'm like, yeah, they, the goat's great with peanut butter. Mm-hmm. 
And now they yeah. secretly are watching, so like they're trying to avoid any aisle that people are yeah, in. Yeah, that's all right. Like, I actually stopped. Right I, I stopped doing that though. What did you stop doing? I Shopping st- at grocery stores. No. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. You see them in an aisle. No. You turn on your heel and walk away. Actually, I I won't order my groceries online. He I doesn't. still shop in grocery stores because I think I'm gonna miss an, a god a divine appointed. And I'm trying to miss opportunities <laughs> to talk to people. I'm but just kidding. I I stopped. I I've stopped feeling responsible for carrying a conversation after the goodbye. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, I haven't done it for like months. Nice. In fairness, it takes you a while to get to the goodbye. I I sure do give them a, a great. Sure do. Every time we round that corner and realize we're in the same aisle again, I give them a big creepy smile and a wink. <laughs> Bible says not to wink, Joe. Oh gosh. Gosh. <laughs> I know it does. It says in Proverbs, it says not right. trust do, a guy. Do you meet them in an aisle and then see that they're going for something and you race them to it? <laughs> the last I one. I should. I should. <laughs> you grab it at the same time as them. Aw, rascal. <laughs> last pack gluten-free Oreo. What, are we going to finish each other's sentences next? <laughs> yeah, you want to get Puschetti and make it together? You let go. No, you let go. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Brandon's like, guys, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me out of here. He's like i don't need the flower that bad buddy <laughs> you can, you can have, have it. it yeah yeah anywho so <laughs> to get to pull yourself out of your bad day so we have worship yep we have put on some good preaching of mm-hmm. a pastor that you like we have connect read the with, bible connect with community we have connect with community what yep. would what would be number five my number five Oh, man. Praying in your prayer language is huge. Oh, I didn't say pray. What kind of person yeah. am I? I think pray is a big one. Yeah. Pray is huge. Um, it's, the reason why it came out at five, though, is because most often it's our last resort. Not mine, though. So I'm, I can't believe I missed that pray one. Maybe to you it was a given. You know, I think sometimes, too. I do it a lot. Because when we are down, our our flesh is usually in full engagement with whatever the circumstances mm-hmm. so we don't we don't tend to go there right away like we always want to fix it with whatever tools we have at hand first so it's like i'm going to jump in here i'm going to tackle this problem i'm going to think it through and then we all of a sudden if it is an attack you know on our character our spiritual situation it takes us a minute to realize okay this is not going away by any any tools I have in my bag, so I'm going to have to change mm-hmm. the environment. Yeah. Um, and then perseverance. You have to persevere. Um, when you're tired and things hit and they happen, you're you're not you're not there mentally, physically, socially, spiritually. So for me, you know, I I start my day off in the Word. I I pray. I pray all day. But like when something really bad happens, like a mechanical failure or something like that, I'm I go to the mechanics of it first. I'm I'm thinking I got to figure out what the root of this issue is and fix that first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I could see why it would come as like number five because most people, when when you're under attack or when the day is not going the way as planned you're not usually feeling super spiritual. Yeah. You're not feeling close to God at that moment, which is 
crazy because scripturally, when I'm weak, he is strong. Mm-hmm. So that's when he's there the most. I think that's why I like it that you said you pray for people when you're in a bad place. Because that automatically switches you out from flesh to spirit. I, I not only like, I don't just like pray for him though. I ask God, give me something for these people. Like, yeah. And then he'll put a word in my spirit and then I'll, I'll deliver it to him. Yeah. So we said, put on worship, put on ministry, right? Mm-hmm. Pray. The word. Word. Reach out to your community. Yep. Phone a friend. Yeah. yeah. When Elijah was having a bad day, because he did. He hid in a cave. He he literally wanted to lay down and die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and do you know what God did? He had him sleep. He provided food. Mm-hmm. He was like, here, take a nap. <laughs> mm. Eat. Yeah. Most most uh, influential people that have success in life, they tell you never make a decision within 24 hours of a catastrophe. Mm. That. and But you can make some rash decisions. And if you're overtired... When you're overtired and you need rest, genuinely, you need rest. Yeah. And maybe it's your soul that needs rest. Yeah. Maybe it's not your physical body, but you get rest and peace through doing some of those things that you mentioned. Yeah. With worship and getting into the word and all that. Um, but when you're, when you need rest, you, it's, it's very obvious, I think. And you can end up either blowing a gasket right yep or just going off the deep end and what you really needed to do was just rest rest yeah well even the kids you mm -hmm. we know immediately when they have when they're done with the day and they're tired because they just everything is just irrational jesus said be angry but don't sin yeah so a lot of this boils down to um testing temptation all these things where we, we we have to respond correctly where we we start to manufacture produce the fruit of the spirit and the huge part of that is the self-control mm-hmm. yeah so like how are we being controlled in those situations and we're not going to get it on the first one um when jesus was tempted in the wilderness it wasn't it wasn't until he had went 40 days without mm-hmm. food. So he was tired. He was weak right. in the flesh. He was hungry. Um, he was probably not um, at his peak mentally mm-hmm. as as being Christ in the form of a man, you know? Well, that's the thing I think is he like... He became flesh and dwelt among us. Right. When you're, when you're not where you need to be in Mm -hmm. terms of like how you feel like when you're tired or hungry or uncomfortable or Mm -hmm. need a shower, like, you know, we don't rest anymore. Right. But like, that's the thing is like, that's when when your flesh is weak. Mm -hmm. Like that's where a lot of times you can get spiritually vulnerable as well. The story I was referencing is in first Kings 19. No, I know you know. <laughs> Thursday, I think it was, I was with a gentleman works for the Department of Natural Resources, and we got talking, and just so happened, I knew what he did for a living. Like, he started to explain it, and I was like, oh, my wife's got a cousin that does that. And then we got, I was like, so weird, I've never met anybody besides them that knew anything about that, and nitrates and soil and this and that. And he goes, me either. 
He goes, I've never met anybody that knows what I do. And we got talking, and, and that was one of the things we were talking about is how even in production of crops, we don't let fields rest anymore. It oh, used yeah. to be like every seven years, mm-hmm. field would have to rest for a year or two to get the, the nutrients back in the soil. Yeah. You know, even if you had they stuff rotated, planted there, right? you'd, yeah. yeah. And we don't do that. Mm-hmm. We don't Sabbath. Jesus said, uh, the man is not made for the Sabbath, but the Sabbath made for the man. So whether you're, you know, doctrinal on this and you want to, you know, take your day of rest on Friday, Saturday, whatever, Sunday, none of that really is a matter of eternity. Mm-hmm. What you need to do is have a day of rest, though. Yeah, right. And we don't. Yeah. Like, we... we we are an active part of ministry on Sunday, so we should take a day outside of that to do nothing and just reflect on the goodness of God in our lives and rest our bodies and and eat well and spiritually feed well and read scripture to our family. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times we get a day free like that. What do we do? Let's go grocery shopping. Let's go bowling. Let's go feed the kids. Let's take a drive. Sounds like a terrible day. It's all me, actually. That yeah. was a direct hit. To no, me. Wow. it wasn't. It wasn't. Actually, I am the one that needs to learn how to rest. Because if there's moments of rest, I'm like, well, what are we going to do? Oh, yeah, change the well, laundry around. Well, here's the thing is that a lot of uh, people were raised to associate like care tasks and cleaning and having a tidy house that is directly related to um, its moral, mm. which... Mm. I'm not saying I disagree with, but it's so deeply attached to morality that to relax and do nothing feels wrong. It felt like laziness. Yes. One one thing I've found is when we do take a day. That's a man-made thing. Though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When we do take a day and we, we try to do nothing with it, it feels like that day is gone in a blink of an eye. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I feel, you feel like wasteful. I feel like you, Christina, does the Sabbath well on her Sunday afternoons. Absolutely I do. Yeah. Like she takes she takes a day. Here's why. There is no nap on earth <laughs> that hits like an after church nap. And Carlos was not when we first got married, he was not a Sunday napper. Right. He now is. Yeah, you've trained him well. Because he saw the value. Here's the thing. <laughs> I I can't I can't just nap on any normal day the way that I nap on Sundays. It's like a supernatural nap. I'm not even kidding. And I know that that sounds <laughs> wacky. But I can sleep on a Sunday afternoon and have the deepest sleep of my life. And then I can get up and have dinner and like do whatever. And then I can go right back to bed and I can sleep for a full night. Wow. Yeah. And that's miraculous for me. Yeah. Because I'm not the best sleeper. Right. Um, I will tell you this, though. So I do this thing at work. So I have certain people that, you know, you have a community of people. And they'll reach out and they'll be like, and I do it too. But it's like, I'm having an off day. I just can't seem to, like, get any traction. Mm-hmm. And I'm distracted. Don't want to be here. I I'm not feeling it today. And the first thing I do is when somebody reaches out and says that to me, I go, is your desk messy? Mm. Start 
start there. Start with your personal space. Yeah. Is it messy? Yeah. Clean it up. It doesn't have to be perfect, but like identify what's truly in your way and get it out of your way. Yeah. Number one. Number two, assess how you're feeling. Okay. Are you too hot, too cold? Are you hungry? Are you tired? Are you in uncomfortable clothing? Like what, what's going on there? And they assess how they're feeling and then make a list. Right. And your list can only be three things. That's it. Heidi beamed with pride when I said make a list. It's like my love language. That works spiritually though. I, that's what I'm saying. Stop. Is your spiritual life messy? Yeah. What what part of the mess is causing this? Mm-hmm. What if if you were on top right now? What's in your way? Right. If you were mm-hmm. on, do you feel you're not hearing from God? Okay, so what's the last thing he told you? Mm-hmm. Where's the last place you felt close to him? Um, oh, it was at this event, da-da-da. Did you feel any call out of that? Well, not particularly. Okay, we'll find another event and set a goal to get to it. You're going to find the rub. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And yeah. Heidi, was it you and I that were talking the other day? And um, you know how like sometimes you have two metal pieces and there's a groove? Mm-hmm. And you got to like slide them together or like you try to put a drawer back in your dresser. Uh, yeah. Right. And it's like halfway Seriously. out and it's grinding worse than like, yeah, it would be if it was fully out. Yeah. And you're trying to get it back in the right spot. Yeah. I was telling Heidi the other day when you're kind of off, mm-hmm. there's a lot more grind and rub than yeah. if you're fully off. Yeah. And when you're just kind of off target, if you try to figure out where the rub is coming from, you can fix it. And then immediately you slide into place. Mm-hmm. And and that right there, it that's like that hot, cold thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because if you're, you're still in motion, but now you're affecting other things. Yeah. So you'd better be better off to be completely out yes. or completely in co- It's that lukewarm, right? Yeah. And you got to assess yourself you it's like if people have a journal or whatever that they use which we might come out with a real king prayer journal we don't know maybe (laughs) just putting it out there uh make yourself a checklist Mm -hmm. that you literally go through it's like a systems checklist Mm -hmm. right i work in it yeah yeah (laughs) did you turn your computer yeah have you restarted (laughs) it yet um, did you turn it off and turn yeah. it back on? Yeah. Back did you on unplug again? it and plug it back yeah. in? Right. Did you hit the side? What were you doing when it last worked? Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> that's that's the thing is like you need to put together a, like a systems checklist for yourself. Did you pull out the game <laughs> and blow in it? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Super, super, super Nintendo. Nintendo. Yeah. Shout out Nintendo. Not sponsored. <laughs> sure wish I was. <laughs> sure wish it. Um, but you can have a personal checklist. Yeah. The only reason I wish I was sponsored though is because they just came out with the Mario World. Yes. Did you see that? I sure did. Oh my gosh. The big rectangular spike guys that dropped down. There was one of those. You can also have a checklist for your relationship. Yeah. With your spouse. Mm -hmm. You know, that's another thing that, that kind of throws things off too. Cause if, if you and your spouse are in discord, right? If you're just a little off. If you're a little yeah. off. Right. Or, or, well, sometimes we don't realize the other one's off. Mm-hmm. 
and then they're they're having issue and then all of a sudden it starts kind of rubbing off and, and all of a sudden we're having a bad day but if we were to go into in, in, intercessory prayer for our spouse that might be the one thing to offset everything mm-hmm. you know to to bring it back on track yeah but a lot of times we're you know busy and we don't think about that did i allow like i can't watch the news anymore because it's pervasive yeah it put it puts me in an instant bad mood I was having an issue with it before, but then I was listening to, um, oh man, it was an old. It's not that we're unaware, by right? The way. Right, right. But it's no. like you have to choose the mediums that you're willing to get your information from. You can eat right? from the tree of life, yeah, or you can eat from the tree of the knowledge. Stay of good aware and of evil. your surroundings, but that's not where enough to pray about them. Yeah, stay aware yeah. of your surroundings mm-hmm. enough to pray. And about I'm them. sure you're you're still gonna have a friend at church that tells you everything about it anyway, so you're gonna. You're going to get the news regardless. <laughs> it's just, um, I was watching a, an old recording. Um, I don't even know how old it was, but he was talking about uh, time he spent with Smith Wigglesworth, which is, he was a general in the faith, like phenomenal man mm-hmm. used by God. And um, so I was, I was listening. And a and, great name, by the way. Yeah. Wigglesworth? Get out yeah. of here. He was a plumber. That's amazing. Um, but I was, I was watching this teaching and he was talking about how, um, he was, he was brought in to do evangelism at like a revival. And so he got up and he preached and then Smith was there to teach after that. And I don't remember if it was for the leadership or what, but, um, after the event, he finally got to meet Smith Wigglesworth and and he stood in front of me and he said, you have to come and see me. And so Smith lived in England and this gentleman was like, all right, because he was living in England himself and he thought, man, he said, I felt almost like um, like when the principal says, see, meet me in my office. He mm. goes, man, is this going to be like a corrective thing? Mm-hmm. But I really respect this man. So if it is, I better go. So the day that he finally showed up to to Smith Wigglesworth's house for lunch, he had a newspaper under his one arm. And then he had a umbrella hooked on the other arm. And he had like a bowler's hat on. And he knocked on the door. And... Smith opened the door, looked down at the newspaper, and he said, what is that? And he said, well, that's the daily news. And he said, there are no lies permitted in my house. You have to get rid of it or come back. So he said he, he threw the newspaper into the bushes. And then he ended up coming <laughs> I out. love that that was the solution. He just <laughs> yeah. littered throw it. Yeah. <laughs> in the guy's front yard. Yeah. <laughs> but so he, he went in and... So that here, here he's sitting with Smith Wigglesworth, and, and Smith sat down, and he said, I'm going to read you something. He said he read to him out of Scripture for like a half hour to 45 minutes. And then his daughter came in, Smith's daughter came in, and let him know that lunch was prepared. They sat and they ate. They went back in. He read more from Scripture. And then he said, I'm going to get some rest. I'll see you again. Mm-hmm. And he got up and he thought, this is the weirdest experience. Here's this man who, it was documented in, in all the newspapers and everything, the, the people that God used Smith to raise from the dead and all these miracles, right? 
So he's like walking out and he's thinking like, this was the weirdest encounter. You, you go into something like that, he thought he was going to get corrected or get some sort of miracle, right? He's walking down the street trying to put it together. Like what just happened? And he said, all of a sudden he realized he felt different. He, he literally was like, something's different about me. Mm-hmm. I have to go back. And he couldn't put his finger on it or what, but he knew God had done something. He spent two years going back. Hmm. So he, he went back for two years and had, and then one of the, la- the last time he went and he spent time and they became friendly and, and would joke. And, but it, that's what he did. He always just read him the word. But he, what I took away from that is like, I've been struggling with media and news for so long because I want to be informed, but at the same time, every time I'd listen to it, I'd rabbit trail into some dark place, mm-hmm. you know, where now I just, my whole life is built on trusting God, but now I'm struggling to trust anything in the world. Mm-hmm. So I had to give that up. And then all of a sudden I watched this video and it was like, I think it was Lester Summerall was the, the guy talking. Mm-hmm. Um, the last time he was with him, Smith had a vision of, of the end time revival. Hmm. And it was like amazing, right? But it spoke to me because, <clears throat> excuse me, it spoke to me because I've struggled with news and media. Mm-hmm. So now. I think a lot of people have. You know how people put something on and like they just, they tune it out? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's what parents can tend to do. Like you have the news on and you're tuning it out. Like to you, it's just background noise, but yeah. your kids are watching it. Yeah. And they're hearing it. Yep. And it's shaping their view of the world. Yeah. I don't ever listen to the actual radio. Mm-hmm. Um, like Joe. I mean, I listen to like. Spotify. I listen to the Real King podcast only. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't even like hearing my voice on my own like uh, answering service or anything. Oh, really? Heidi has to do all the business stuff. I listen them. to all the episodes aside from editing. Um, and I never I, thought I'd listen to them and be like, I've got something out of that. And the I have. we listen to them now, and I'm like, oh man, I can't wild? believe. Yeah. God. Yeah. God gave us, I know that was God because there's no way any of us are smart enough to come up with something. Okay, so Heidi and I, we were comparing our electricity bills. Yeah, because mine's a billion dollars a month. And mine, I I am being sarcastic. It's like a a challenge to see how low I can get at each month. Yeah. (laughs) My energy bill is, what is it, approximately four times as much as yours? Yeah. Yeah. Granted... You know, you have four people living in your house. And and a lot of your stuff is smart. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, my smartest thing in the house, I think, is Carlos. <laughs> Yay. Because he's the one that sets it all up. Yeah. And then he leaves and the internet goes out and I can't turn on any lights. <laughs> <laughs> I sit here in the dark. <laughs> the, the, the story, I, I could never tell it like you guys tell it, but the story when the, the smart light went nutso and the cops came. Oh my gosh. And then Carlos, like his- Oh my God, this is so funny. <laughs> Carlos's English has gotten significantly better over the years, better than mine. Yeah, certainly. But he- um, Sometimes you know, smart t- bulbs, when they get disconnected, they need to be like resynced up with the internet. Uh they flash yeah and he had set up our yard, yard light, light yeah to be smart so that we could just talk he to was it. in his jammas too right <laughs> listen 
we're sitting here and like nobody ever knocks on the door, right? Except like Max. And so I don't what were we even doing? All of a sudden, um he opens the door and it's the police. And he <laughs> this is the funny part. Yes, I think he was in his jammies. It was late at night. It was late at night. Yeah. And the cop was like, I heard it from the other room and I immediately joined the conversation because I was like, listen, things can very quickly get lost in translation. So he was like, hey, I got a call because your yard light (laughs) is flashing. People thought you were signaling for help. Right. (laughs) And Carlos is like explaining it to the police officer and the police officer is taking it seriously like took down our names and like all this stuff right but the entire time that carlos was talking to the police officer which was like 10 minutes he was holding a single slice of bread (laughs) (laughs) because he interrupted sandwich time over a a wonky yard light come on literally I would love to know if you should have made him if a the sandwich. cop noticed. I know. I wonder if he noticed like that yeah. dude held Shout a piece of bread Altoona in his PD. hand. He just was <laughs> holding a single slice of keto bread. It just like dried out <laughs> and became like crouton material. So <laughs> He's standing funny. there. Oh, it's hilarious. But yeah, we have a a smart home. Anyhow, my point was um Heidi and I were comparing bills and you, I said, what's your usage, right? Because yeah. it really is like a my my our bill here is like twenty five percent of the cost, but we have fewer people living here and all yeah, that. Yeah, and you keep it like thirty degrees in your house. I can see my breath. <laughs> yeah, no, but in comparing it, then we started to look at well, what actually uses the most amount of energy in your home, mm-hmm. right? And then we had a list. Yeah. And then you knew where to target things. Yeah. Now you know where to focus your your attention yeah. to correct it because mm-hmm. that's what's sapping you of your resources. That's right. And it's bleeding you dry, right? That's right. And so that's what you have to do when you're – and by the way, in talking through this, Joe and Heidi can probably vouch for it. I've slowly pulled uh-huh. out of my bad day. Yeah. But you have to identify those, those little things. Yeah. And – in practical application, it's like you have a, a small appliance that's been plugged in and you forgot about it, right? Yeah. But when you apply that spiritually, it's like there's a little, you know, foothold that something has and it's sapping you of of your your energy and your, what's the word I'm looking for? Your joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your peace. And the joy of the Lord is... Our Your strength. strength. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So if you're having a bad day, if you're having an off moment, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Do these five things, assess the situation, figure out what's going on, make a list, get yeah. in your community, pray for people, pray to the Lord, worship. So many things that you can do to if, get out of your funk. Mm-hmm. If it's lasting more than a day, then then seek out uh, community. Mm-hmm. Like people of like faith or greater faith than yourself. Yeah. If you don't attend a church, find a church that believes in the Bible mm-hmm. and the gifts of the spirit and get connected and become a part because that that's huge there because you will now not only um, have community, but you'll be a significant part of somebody else's 
mm-hmm. uh, support when they're having a bad day. Who's like a go-to minister that you look up and listen to? Chris Vallotton. Mm-hmm. Or Bill Johnson. They're my go-tos. Yeah. yeah. So, Joe, who are your go-tos then? Um, I have a bunch. Okay, well, give me like your top three. Obviously, Chris Valentin. Like, uh, I love. So you, you say, say Vol- yeah, I say Valentin. He says Valentin. No, it's Valentin. He's it? Spanish. Yeah. So I love him. I love Bill Johnson. Um, I have quite a few though. Um, I've been really enjoying uh, Pastor Greg Locke. Uh, he's got a movie coming out. Come out in Jesus' name. Just for learning, I love getting into uh, the stuff that Perry Stone. Mm. Yeah. But if, if I'm just having a bad day and I need a pick-me-up, I will hit up Sid Ross Supernatural. Oh, that's a good one. I will just sit and watch We know episodes. people that were on there. Yeah. 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 And and honestly, I agree with that. That Like, if you want to pick-me-up, Sid, yeah. it's Supernatural. Like, it just, it... You you literally will... It will, lifts you up, literally. You'll, you'll pull it up on YouTube and all of a sudden you'll see an episode that has your problem in the title. Yeah. And then you'll you'll go into that episode and it'll have somebody literally giving you all the tools to get out of the mm-hmm. funk. Yeah, that's that a good in. one. I love, especially as a new believer, there was just certain places. Rodney I feel Howard like people Brown, listen to the 700 Club for that reason. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. for like, it's like testimonies. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Rodney Howard Brown. I mean, if you're, if you're, if you got a good root system and you can, you can take listening to what authority sounds like when it comes out of a man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He walks in great authority. God's anointed that man. He, Absolutely. He came out of the womb ready to preach and preach the good news and, and take it seriously. So I can listen to that man um, all the time. I listen to uh, Russell Johnson, who has oh, yeah. Pursuit Northwest. Mm-hmm. Um, he's really good. Yeah. And very dynamic. Um, the Spanish guy, Guillermo Maldonado. Mm-hmm. I like to listen to him. Um, I'm trying to think. I have one more. Carlos listens to. Who do you listen to? You listen to Toby Junior. Dante Gabo. Dante Gabo. Just those. If two. you if you think you're not doing enough in life, mm-hmm. and you're looking for, you know, a way to be impactful, Lou Engel. He's always calling people out to join him in prayer and mm-hmm. fasting. They're always doing events. Um, th- those are phenomenal people that God has raised up for this generation. Tim Move. Scott. Tim Scott, yeah. I like listening to him. I don't know who that is. He's got the basement. Yeah. Oh, his last name is Scott? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. He's got like... He's got the he's got good glasses game, good clothes game, good yeah. shoes game, and he he brings good glasses game. Yeah. They're yellow. <laughs> I know, but it's just but a he, funny thing to say. He he brings, you know, his experience. He's authentic. you so much for joining us today we pray that you found encouragement through what we've shared we would be so honored if you would make sure that you're following us you should also find us on instagram and facebook you can find us at at the real king podcast that's at t-h-e real king podcast and don't forget we put out new episodes every monday see you next time